0: A show for those who enjoy bus rides, bad acting, and pacing worthy of Star Trek The Motion Picture on this very special episode of WatchBots. welcome to WatchBots, the semi-occasional show about television. This is Mr. Freeze. This is Ben, the way you like <laughs> it, chilly. And I'm joined by Shailen. Hello. Dave is on assignment this week. Under his own power, he chose to go out to San Diego Comic-Con on behalf of the show. So he'll be out there sporting the colors. If you see him, use the special catchphrase that Busta Rhymes is a more accomplished singer than Garth Brooks, (laughs) and he'll give you a free t-shirt. He's got a bag full of them.
1: It's weird that he bought all those t-shirts to share with everybody out there on his own dime.
0: That's right, but I get the profits. Mm -hmm. I get the commission on the t-shirt store. Now, this is different. It's a little different. It's a little more intimate. Right? It's We're true. sitting across from each other. I can actually we see can, your We can look at each other. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing. It's an opportunity for change. I think it's going to be tough for you. Okay. Because we'll have to converse, and you won't be able to sit on social media for the remainder of the recording.
1: I do get uncomfortable when I have to look and talk I, with people. Isn't that
0: interesting? Mm-hmm. It's also an opportunity for us to get into a different kind of rhythm, right? Talk about parenting Relationships, <laughs> politics, <laughs> sexuality—all the things that people on this show have come to to love and expect—but treated in a more highbrow, serious kind of manner, for sure. So, with that in mind, let's have a, a brief discussion of *Top Gun: Maverick*, the new hotness.
1: I was honestly shocked at how good that movie was. Anytime there's a, like a sequel way later or a reboot or what have you. I go into it with very low expectations because usually they suck. Not always. Usually. Mm -hmm. I was pleasantly surprised by Maverick. I really was. Maverick the character? I'm sorry, Top Gun Maverick. Captain
0: Pete Maverick Mitchell himself?
1: Yes, both. Mm -hmm. Both. Tom Cruise looking old, running funny. He's fine. What'd you think?
0: Our one truly bankable movie star remains Tom Cruise. It's a wonderful film full of ridiculousness callbacks to the first movie that you know you maybe didn't need them spelled out to you but we're stupid americans it's fine
1: i uh i mentioned to you as we were leaving the theater that it was a nice change of pace to have an older hollywood male movie star have a romantic connection with someone within a decade of his age Mm -hmm. and then you went ahead and uh crushed how okay I was with it by pointing out that Jennifer Connolly was sixteen of okay. characters. Okay. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. So here's the thing. You you're just you're layers deep in the mythology here. And listeners aren't always going to be there with us, Shaylin. This is this is right. podcasting one oh one. I'm gonna pull back the layers. You can't make assumptions about what the the reader or the listener knows.
1: I was building to it. You give you give the treat at the end and then you go backwards. Right. Yeah.
0: See this is a <laughs> true discussion about sexuality. Now Jennifer Connelly's character is a bartender slash owner of the local restaurant, The Hard Deck. <laughs> Boy, what a treat. Now, <laughs> apparently she was introduced in the first movie as she was the daughter of an admiral. Now, I don't know if that's true. I've in fact checked it, but IMDB trivia says it's true. So I have no reason to doubt them. And at the time, Jennifer Connelly would have been 16, which would have made Tom Cruise a little bit of a creeper, depending on the state.
1: A lot of bit of a creeper, I would say. hmm
0: but it's fine. Jennifer Connelly was 16. We don't know that the character, it's it's all, movie ages are all fuzzy. It's Hollywood math, you know?
1: And I will say. They say
0: Tom Cruise is like 6'4". He's not.
1: This is one of the few movies that I've seen with Tom Cruise where they didn't get him an apple crate when he was acting with a person much, much taller than him. Uh, sure. And at one point I actually burst out laughing because Miles Teller is so much taller than him and he was like looking down at him and I went, mm, I bet Tom Cruise didn't love that moment. But oh, it was funny. you
0: think? You think Miles Teller was big time in him?
1: I don't think it was on purpose. I, I think he just happens to be much taller. You know
0: why I like that movie? So listeners, this is a spoiler for Top Gun 1. Anthony Edwards, character, Goose, he's <laughs> kind of a, a, you know, he's a loosey goosey kind of guy. He's got a mustache and he wears like linen shirts over a white tank top. Well, wouldn't you know it? His son.
1: Dresses exactly exactly the same. The same
0: as the same mustache. Like, are we this stupid as a society that, like, yes, establish him as his son, but it's like, no, no. Remember that scene in Top Gun where Meg Ryan was sitting on his lap and then, like, he played Great Balls of Fire? What if Miles Teller's character, Rooster... Played great balls of fire while wearing the exact same fucking outfit. It's just, oh, it just irks me. You're so
1: enthusiastic about it.
0: It's fine. It's good. It's a good movie, folks. Don't be cynical, like Shaylen.
1: No, it was good. Mm. I said it was good. I was pleasantly surprised.
0: You know, it wasn't good.
1: What wasn't good, Ben?
0: The topic of this week's episode. Mm, (laughs) Spoil my feelings on this. We're talking today, tonight, forever about. A live-action Nickelodeon show called The Tomorrow People, and I had never heard of this show.
1: Which is remarkable.
0: Until a day and a half before recording when Shailen finally thought it was okay to, to send me the link. I do pre-work. Yeah. It, the things I got to do.
1: You're on vacation. And, it's fine.
0: This is like my honey-do list. See? I'm talking about relationships. It's a more <laughs> mature kind of show without Dave here dragging it down with all his, like, his testicle jokes. <laughs> fucking sick now the tomorrow people what gives you the right to besperch my time and the time of the listener with this ass
1: this show is one that very few people I think watched in the 90s this is the 1992 uh, or 90 to 95 ish depending on the date you look at like we're production and la- all that stuff I'm gonna leave that to you to do the first episode launch um or air date.
0: Launch? What did you see? Top Gun today? Yes, I
1: did. But I got it got tone. It was based on a 1970s British show and then there was the reboot in the early 2010s. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that the one in the early 2010s connected to the 90s one on Nickelodeon. What the fuck? But it fits right in our sweet spot of like, this is when Are You Afraid of the Dark was on. This is when a lot of the cartoons that we watched was on. It was like during Nickelodeon's perfect moment of our childhood like the the early 90s and i had a really soft spot for it like for whatever reason this was a show that i watched i think most of and i quote routinely in our house and apparently you didn't know that uh i've definitely brought it up with you before so it's funny to me that you don't you didn't know anything about it
0: it's a show about relationships
1: but i wanted i wanted to bring something to the table And I figured if I was going to bring something that turned out real, real shitty, it would be better to have one person making fun of me for it rather than two people making fun of me for it.
0: Well, it's interesting that you brought this show up on a time when Dave is out of the picture, because we all know that Dave enjoys the Mm X-Men. And what you've brought to the table, spoiler folks, is just uh, knockoff X-Men. Kind of. No, not kind of. (laughs) Directly. (laughs) Directly. Well, We'll get there. So this show... It's the brainchild of a gentleman named Roger Damon Price. He's a British fella, made a lot of TV shows, Tomorrow People, Junior Points of View, You Must Be Joking, Pauline's Quirkies, (laughs) also known for (laughs) uh, co-creating, You Can't Do That on Television, one of the early Nickelodeon shows, and helping to create the famous Green Slime.
1: He was one of the Green Slime, or the Green Slime person? He was
0: one of the Green Slime person. Good for him. Fucked up. But he came up with this idea of the Tomorrow People as a British TV show. And when I said it was the X-Men, I really wasn't kidding because it's teenagers who all of a sudden get powers and then they kind of do shit. But the big difference, of course, is that the X-Men is inherently interesting and things happen. And I'm just not really sure that that's the case with the Tomorrow People.
1: I don't think that the first part of the the pilot that we watched um so I I deliberately didn't pick something in the middle of the series because it would have been so many questions and so much context to give
0: I know there this was a really hard plot to follow so I'm glad you didn't do that
1: no this episode did not have a hard plot to follow and that is my point um
0: so you picked a it gets purposefully a l- terrible show
1: <laughs> no I think I don't think that it ever got good I'm just saying that the it was plotting this particular one But I didn't want to have to explain the next stage in human evolution too many times.
0: Yeah, tough to follow. Now, the British show, uh, if it's anything like this, fucking dreadful. But it ran for eight years and 70 episodes. And they did some things there. Dealt with devil worshippers, neo-Nazis, prostitution. Different times. Different Different times. times. But so Price eventually uh, moved to Canada, started working for Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, early 90s, did a lot of live action shows. Are You Afraid of the Dark? All that. 15, which we could have been talking about, but opportunity lost.
1: We can still in the future.
0: And no idea ever dies. And so he had made the show in the UK. Why not make it again? <laughs> Mostly <laughs> the same show. Still about teens getting powers. Global group. See, so you got Adam, mm-hmm. who's played by Christian Schmeid. And he is apparently the most well-known of these people. So at the time, he was in an Australian soap opera called Neighbors. So no better way to focus on your most well-known, I think most experienced actor by having him have no lines in the first episode. That's an interesting (laughs) choice. You had Marmaduke Megabyte Damon, who was played by Christian Tessier. I'm going to assume he's French-Canadian, who was on You Can't Do That on Television.
1: He was also in arguably my most terrifying episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that I ever watched. Absolutely. The Zebo episode. Okay.
0: Hmm. Sardot. Now, you also had Kristen Ariza as Lisa, the girl. You might be surprised to hear, as we'll get into here, this is her first credited role. Hmm, Amazingly, 30 years later, still working. The final of our initial quartet here is Adam Pierce, not the independent wrestler from the mid-2000s, a joke for nobody, (laughs) but the (laughs) British child actor who played Kevin, and this is also his first role, also his last role.
1: And won't we see why. Won't we
0: see why. So they brought it to America. The first season was all about this origin story, so it's a five-episode arc, Mm -hmm. and apparently somebody somewhere wasn't happy because... Lisa was dropped after the first season. Kevin only appeared in coma form, <laughs> and they brought on new characters. So Megabyte, it was the best friend of Kevin. He turns into Adam's best friend. They brought in new kids like Amy, who's played by Naomi Harris, who is an accomplished actress. Yeah. Uh, Money Penny in the the newer Bond films, 28 Days Later, A Million Things. She's good. Real Spitfire, that one. Indeed. I don't know how she was on the show, because we only watched... This one fucking terrible episode.
1: Much better than Lisa, I can tell you that.
0: So this version of the Tomorrow People ran for three seasons, twenty-five total episodes. And then after that, there was a early two thousands like radio show revival of it. And then after that, it was a one season WB show. But I feel like everything's a WB show. Or a CBS show. Like there's been like a six season MacGyver run on CBS with a new MacGyver. Yeah, that's so weird. These things don't really count. But th- none of it really works. So this idea just keeps, you know, coming back and back. And the X-Men, on the other hand, just rotten on the vine out there.
1: So the difference between this and the X-Men is that with the X-Men, you have like this deep-rooted good versus evil, right? Like there's the good mutants, there's the bad mutants. Absolutely. Someone to help humanity, someone to wipe humanity off the face of the planet. And each X-Men has their own powers, and they're unique, so you can sell action figures, and they have cool costumes because they're fighting stuff. The Tomorrow People literally just blend the fuck in as much as possible because the government wants thriller. to murder them. What a thriller. <laughs> they're in hiding. Sounds like a And man. they all have the same powers, primarily. And t- like some of them have some that are stronger than others, but they're all the same. And you watch this show. What they are. Is the next stage in human evolution? Mm. I'm going to keep saying that. Do you know why?
0: Homo superior.
1: It's true. I that's from X Men. I know, but it also features in the Tomorrow People. Oh fuck! It's based in the same um, scientific paper.
0: <laughs> so based on what we watched here, I can't imagine anybody liking this. But this is just, just like a funny behind the scenes note. The version that Chaylen sent this to me on YouTube was somebody had gone to the trouble
2: <laughs> of getting,
0: I don't know. I'm assuming you know a DVD rip or something like that. And then upscaling it using artificial intelligence to 4K resolution. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it really warranted that that sort of loving, tender touch.
1: Number one, unless it's come out in the last two years or three years on DVD, it was from VHS. Mm-hmm. That seems important to note. And number two, I sent you the high quality one because I know that you wanted high quality, Ben. That See, was a gift for you.
0: I like it because like, I I have an interest in this, right? Star Trek, mm-hmm. Next Generation, remastered in Blu-ray, the, using all the prints, but they won't do it for Deep Space Nine and Voyager. So people online have done a similar thing where right. they've lovingly converted and they've upscaled using the, the newest technology. To, so to see that same technique applied for a show that I'm going to guess nobody likes
1: You're is wrong. an interesting fat to it. You're wrong.
0: It is what it is. So we are talking about the first part of, quote unquote, the origin story. Which was written by Roger Damon Price himself. So a good, uh, a good tell of the man and his talents, and it hit aired on November eighteenth, nineteen ninety two.
1: Sure, do wish I knew what else was happening at that point. Absolutely. Ah. Ooh, what were we
0: seeing? It's contextual feeling. Top movies. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Nice.
1: Not a good movie. Wonderful.
0: Passenger 57.
1: Was that a terrorism one?
0: It was a terrorism one. Okay. It
1: wasn't like an erotic thriller. It was terrorism.
0: No, but speaking of erotic thrillers, A River Runs Through It. Number three in the box office that week.
1: Do you know a joke I used to make a lot when I was a kid? What's that? They made a movie about your bed. A river runs through Uh, it.
0: Oh, my God. Who was the brunt of that joke?
1: Uh, Many people at different points. Oh, my God. I like
0: it because it's one size fits all. Indeed. I love it. Now, this was just a couple of weeks before Home Alone 2, our most quotable movie. Indeed. Turtle Doves.
1: Your very own cheese pizza.
0: And a few weeks before A Few Good Men and Aladdin. So there were good movies in the pipeline. Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't know if that one's it. It's... It's fine. They had the weird like bird head guy. Yeah. They made a Sega CD game where I think you played as Keanu Reeves.
1: It, are not you, great. I would say Keanu Reeves' worst accent.
0: Don't you fucking say that.
1: I I think it's, it's true though. Hmm. Sometimes I guess we I have can't to, think of
0: one worse.
1: We have to tell the people we love about the things they're not good at sometimes.
0: But right in the middle of vampires and terrorism and rivers- In that nexus, that's where you'll find the tomorrow people. And that's where we find ourselves. So the show opens here with waves crashing in on a beach. It's very serene. And you have this just really hippy-dippy kind of crazy music going on, right? And it's good because those three or four notes play for the first minute and a half. And it's that and Ocean Noises. That's pretty much it.
1: I wouldn't call that hippy-dippy music. really draws would, you in. I call it synth music. I'm just saying. God. There's a scene in the fourth season of Stranger Things that made me wonder if the people who made Stranger Things were referencing this. And then I was oh, like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't from this part of the series. Ooh, the Juffer brothers? Yeah. Hmm. And then I read the New York Times article that was trying to track everything that they used. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah. I yeah. read
0: in Variety that the Duffer brothers are bringing back the Tomorrow People, but they're going to do a new version of it.
1: Mm-hmm. What's going to happen in the new version, Ben? I
0: don't know, but it's going to take 18 hours to tell a two-hour story. So,
1: <laughs> And a lot of synth music. Uh,
0: I guess you have a lot of things to enjoy. So you see a dude who has long hair. This is Adam, which is really irrelevant for the rest of the episode because he doesn't say anything. But the first shot you see of him is like he's on the shore of the ocean and like he's face first down in the sand. And I thought, that must have sucked for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, lie down on your face, let the ocean water into your nose and mouth, just lay there for a minute. <laughs> it's no fun.
1: How many takes did it take?
0: I would just say one, but what do I know? So he gets up and he's this Satanist with long hair.
1: He's not a Satanist.
0: You don't know that. So he's running on the beach and then he finds a thing, which I think is a spaceship, right? It's
1: part of the spaceship. Okay,
0: so he finds a spaceship. I don't know that I would call it the spaceship, but it is definitely a spaceship. And he sees this sort of manhole-looking thing on the ground, and like he runs his hand along the edge of it
1: because he's trying to read if there's an inscription.
0: Is that what he's trying to do? Yeah, he's huh? like
1: brushing the sand off, trying to tell.
0: I thought he was just trying to figure out what it was.
1: He's brushing the sand off and looking or for well,
0: Indiana Jones, this Adam. So then it opens up, like just the thing dissolves. Now he's on his knees above it. Right. So, and then it's angled. So it's as if, let's say you're in a church and you're looking down at the Bible, right? And the Bible's on the little lectern. Mm -hmm. It would take a lot of effort for you to like fall over onto that Bible. You wouldn't have to do that.
1: You wouldn't have to, but the Bible doesn't have a magnet sucking you inside of it. He had no
0: metal on his body.
1: No, it's his. What is the word? Not his physique, but part of his body chemistry is drawn there. That's like the whole point of what the island represents.
0: Oh, he's on an island. Yeah. Hmm, I didn't know that. It was not made clear where the, this... I thought it was a beach somewhere. I don't know. It's a
1: beach. I assumed it was anyway, the UK. I don't know. So he's, what do I know? It's the South Pacific. That doesn't matter. What it is is... <laughs> Wait a
0: minute. South Pacific, is it? That's correct. Oh, God. What was the name of that show? Oh, well, never mind. The joke's gone. Lost. No, <laughs> uh, not Twin Peaks china beach was that a show i don't know they painted black was the song
1: i have no idea what you're talking about ah. i believe you
0: if dave was here he'd be like oh no, 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 no thing.
1: that's probably true <laughs> uh no so the the spaceship draws the tomorrow people to it and that's we'll see that in a minute but that's the whole thing it's like it looks really goofy but they explain it later and hmm Yeah.
0: So he gets sucked down and he goes on a slide ride and then he's in the spaceship and he's just walking around. The spaceship's filled with sand and it's not not a lot happening. It's kind of slow. Very little. This was the first time when I went. We could have been watching 15. (laughs) Think about it. The romance, the drama, the pure hormones. Mm -hmm. Then we get the opening song, the real opening song. Do you know what that music reminded me of? Tetris. Well, no, I'm dating myself a little bit here, but we used to have these things called DVDs, uh-huh. right? And you could watch action films, comedy films, maybe something a little more adult. It seemed like the menu music on like a porno DVD. <laughs> not, not, you know, not the N media race there, the in the heat of the moment kind of stuff, but just, you know, the credits or you're on that looping like menu page.
1: I don't know that I have enough of experience with the menu loop yes, on the Yes, I know. We get but it. No, the reason... I really like this particular song. So what I'm realizing what? as we're... No, listen. Hear me out. What? We're already just to the credits and I'm like, oh yes, in my life of chaos and in my like addled brain that is like undiagnosed at ADHD, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think that there's so much about the opening sequence (sighs) where I'm like, it's calm ocean. It's slow movement. Here's some Tetris repetitive music with a sick bass line. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you
0: think it has to do with the divorce? No. Hmm.
1: This was way before the divorce. Oh, man. No, but the sick bass line on that, like the bassist is the only part of that music that had any humanity to it. And I just imagine like one dude being like (laughs) I'm going to make this part slap. And then, oh shit, I got to turn this in for money soon. (laughs) Quick, hit some buttons.
0: Listeners, we want to hear from you. Do you think that that song slapped? Hit us up at uh, at watchbotspot on Twitter with the hashtag. Yeah, it slapped.
1: (laughs) I didn't say the song. I said the bass line.
0: I'm sorry. Hashtag slap that bass.
1: Slap that bass.
0: Spelled as it sounds. So we go from this dipshit on a beach where we were for four and a half hours into a bus. (laughs) And I think that they're in England. Yes. Okay. And so you're on a, the classic double-decker bus, and there's two dudes in suit coats and little striped ties. So-
1: School uniforms.
0: I mean, which are made up of suit jackets and little striped ties. Uh, interesting.
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just
0: saying. Captain Semantics over here. Mm-hmm. Trying to fill dead space. Hence the semantics.
1: Yeah. What do you want from me? Fucking
0: ridiculous. So- the little one is Kevin. Kevin's a little tiny guy, a little shit, if you will, and he's British, and then you got Megabyte, Megabyte. <laughs> a fucking stupid name. I mean, he looks like he should be like a Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. Yes. He's got this flaming red hair and like a bowl cut. It's very unfortunate, but Kevin's having a dream about a girl, so you know he's hit, getting to puberty, getting those wet dreams. This
1: is the dream about a girl. She's
0: literally wet. And then he wakes up, and we get some real good dialogue between two real friends.
2: That girl, the American one of my dreams. Her name's Lisa. Lisa Davis.
1: Don't know her. Does she go to our school?
2: No, she doesn't live here. She's somewhere else. In my head. In my dreams.
0: Weird. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) It's awesome.
1: Kevin, sir, is it possible that you invented her in your mind?
0: Or that he's just he's just horny, like I'm just gonna say. Yeah. He's just he's got those raging hormones. I don't know if it works the same for British people.
1: I don't know. Hard to say.
0: Hmm. Hit us up at WatchBotSpot on Twitter if you know. But this brings to mind an immediate thing. And I try to go into most of the shows we watch with a pretty open mind, right? Like I like things, I don't <laughs> like things. But when you said live action, I thought, okay, whatever. Like Nickelodeon, they were they could cast some kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're gonna have an ongoing show with kids, you gotta cast kids who can act. And here in this show, Kevin isn't even the worst offender of That's children true. who simply cannot act. And so like that they can't even carry off these introductory sequences just gives <laughs> me below minimum faith that like if something interesting ever did happen on this show that they would be able to make that even remotely believable.
1: Kevin reminded me of the very first Harry Potter movie, but like one of the extras who has to be like, "Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow." And they were like, "All right, kid, you go stand behind those other kids because you're not good enough to even pretend you're excited." He's <laughs> not, not good. It's not great.
0: So on to the plot of the show. For some reason Megabyte and Kevin have super soakers in their backpacks, which I feel like if you were a kid, like when I was a kid going to school around mm-hmm. this time, I wasn't bringing super soakers to school because they would get confiscated. So this feels a little, little flimsy to me.
1: They're in the UK. Maybe the rules are different. I don't know.
0: We bought those new super soakers when they came out last year because yeah. it's like, ah, oh, it's a super soaker. And then they all fucking broke.
1: Yeah. I'm still mad about that it. That
0: shit sucked. Fuck you, Hasbro skin you make a good quality product
1: we should try rinsing them out and using them again i wonder if they'd work better with less sand
0: Mm -hmm. see it's a show about sexuality so all of a sudden they go oh hey here's those guys again and they look out the bus window and they see two dudes now this is pre-power rangers but this is totally the bulk and skull of this show i don't know if if these characters show up again but you had like a guy who kind of looked like turtle from Entourage. And then you had a guy who looked like he looked like Bulk from Power Rangers. But if Bulk was wearing a big denim suit that was stuffed with pillows, like I've never seen a man shaped like this before. It was insane.
1: They're British, Ben. They're different.
0: That seems offensive to British people.
1: I mean, maybe the bullies are shaped different there.
0: I don't What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't even know. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe you should be looking at Facebook.
1: Pillows stuffed in a shirt. So that when the kids fight back, then he is padding. That's what I was envisioning.
0: In my head. Oh my God. Oh my God. What?
1: You know how sometimes I jump to like step five and I don't explain myself? I should have yeah. not explained myself on that one.
0: I, I don't know that I would have gone to step one on that one. <laughs> I'll fill the dead air from here on out. <laughs> so they squirt the two bullies, or I'm assuming they're bullies. They're, they, maybe they're adult men. It's unclear what they're doing. Oh, daring, that could be. But like. <laughs> That means these two guys are just walking on their route every day Mm -hmm. and that these kids in a bus are continually harassing them. Where do you think they're going on foot?
1: The liquor store.
0: Thanks, Shailen. So they squirt the guys with super soakers and then the guys start chasing the bus and they're like, well, no problem at all. We're on a bus. Of course. But they forgot the most important thing.
2: (laughs) They might
0: if we get stuck at the traffic lights. That's one of the things when you take a bus, like I've taken a bus to work, you've taken a bus to work, you're running a little late, and you're like, ah, these fucking traffic lights.
1: Also, the whole point of a bus is that it stops at intervals.
0: It does, but never fear because Kevin and Megabyte jump off the bus while it's moving. They have a plan. (laughs) Their plan's terrible, by the way. So picture, if you will, a bus... Next to a sidewalk. Now, this is England, so the the sides will be different than they are in the U.S., but picture that these two bullies, Bulk and Skull, are running directly next to the bus on the sidewalk. Megabyte and Kevin get off the bus at the back, cross the sidewalk where the two bullies would be running toward them directly in view, hide behind a fence, and then the bullies run past. So there's no way that Bulk and Skull would not have seen them get off this bus and amble Across the sidewalk, but for some reason, they just run right by and keep chasing the bus. Perhaps they thought that the bus had attacked them. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no logic to it.
1: I didn't really consider that they might think it was the bus. I just assumed that they were too dumb.
0: Maybe. You think they're dumb? Yeah, I hmm. think that's the point. It's interesting that we're Those bringing stupid up- stupid bullies. You're, you're bringing up your, your privilege here with all your your bully stereotyping.
1: It's true. Hmm. On a children's show, I assume that they were using bully stereotypes, Mm -hmm. as they often do. Maybe I'll lord it over you for
0: the rest of the recording here. Big privilege over there. I don't think it's privilege. It's just... I think it is. Now, Jesus, this fucking show is insane. (laughs) Then it just cuts to a guy who's dressed up like Uncle Sam, Mm -hmm. the American icon who's carrying balloons. And at the time, I thought that was weird. And then I realized (laughs) after watching it twice, oh, that means we're in America now. That was the way that they came to show that you're moving from (laughs) England to the United States is a guy dressed up like Uncle Sam holding balloons, walking into what I assume is an apartment building.
1: The best part is that he has nothing to do with the storyline at all. They couldn't have been like, oh, here's the New York City skyline. Here is a big billboard that says, welcome to Georgia. No, no. Let's just get a dude in a funny costume Hey, he's not eye-catching enough. I know. Give him 20 balloons. Kids will figure it out. It's hilarious.
0: I'm not going to say it's incomprehensible because it's the simplest thing ever, but every decision around the script and the directing and the plot is so odd. (laughs) And there were so many other ways they could have done it. But the point of this is to get you to meet our other main character here, Main character for five episodes. Yeah. This is Lisa, and she's hanging out with her mom. Mm.
1: half an inch, honey. Half an inch, and it'll be perfect. Mom, you really ought to just stop, because there's no way you're going to get me to wear this stupid oh. dress. Mom, I look so totally ridiculous. But, honey, it's perfect for the talent show. It makes you look so
2: young and innocent, old fake. But, Mom...
0: That was the best take. That was the be- time. That <laughs> was the best take. So... Lisa is getting dressed up for a talent show that her mom has entered her in, and Lisa is a singer, I guess, and the mom is some kind of stage mom, I guess, like we're just kind of assuming here. Hardcore. And the mom mentions that one of the judges at the talent show is a quote-unquote real Hollywood producer. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that probably sounds a little different <laughs> in, in current times, but... Things were different then.
1: I would argue that her saying that her 16-year-old daughter looked so young and innocent in that dress really hit different in the, in the
0: current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not even the weirdest part, though. Shailen, pop quiz time. I'm ready. I know you're, you're looking at something on your phone. You managed to do it, even when it's just the two of us.
1: I was looking at her filmography you had again.
0: You had your chance. Name me 10 Hollywood producers.
1: 10 Hollywood producers? I don't think I can, but I mean, Harvey Weinstein's an obvious one. Okay, that's one. Former Hollywood producer. Sure, that,
0: you know, I'll give you the leeway on that one.
1: Um, the Duffer Brothers, they produce now.
0: <laughs> sure, the, uh, the Duffer Brothers. Duffer? Duffer. Yeah. I don't know. Because the, um, the pillows would protect him.
1: Yeah, from the fists of rage from the children.
0: But John Peters, the giant spider guy?
1: What about... Does Tom Cruise count when he gets producer credits? No. The
0: point is, most people don't know Hollywood producers. And even those that do, you know, they're producers. They're not like, okay, here's Spielberg's filmography. Like if you said, here's producer X's filmography, like it doesn't mean anything. But somehow, Lisa knows that this real Hollywood producer, the only thing that he's produced is dog food commercials. How in the fuck would she even have gotten that that bit of knowledge?
1: It's a good question. Like, I don't have an answer.
0: It reminded me of The Bachelorette. Yes! My, I know folks, it's been a while since we talked about The Bachelorette. But <laughs> one of the guys a couple seasons ago, he said he was a like a professional singer-songwriter. And when he met the Bachelorette's parents, her dad asked him like, what kind of credits he had. And he had to admit that his only real credit was for like a dog food commercial. yeah. But again, you would never know that unless he admitted it himself. So it's the same thing of like, where did Lisa in 1992 get the dirt on this guy? You know?
1: I mean, my... Blind
0: item sites weren't real then?
1: My other question um, was, how does her mom know that it's a real Hollywood producer that's going to be there? Sure. And also, where is this talent show happening? a, a,
0: A horrifying looking brick building that just says talent contest out front.
1: It looked like... One of my... Fa- this is a reference is going to be lost on anyone, but there's a really sketchy bar in Brockton, Massachusetts that's literally just <laughs> cinder blocks with a sign out front. But it's like, this is a place where people go to get in a fight and sit in the dark. This is not a place where children go to like sing and tap dance. The, the, it was Fortunately, sketchy. The, the
0: show says otherwise. So, all right. So she's getting an address, and then we go back to the ship and this show, fuck the pacing, is so crazy. It just... <laughs> whips from scene to scene and location to location there's no continuity to it but the scenes that they actually show are so slow and are of so little consequence i've i can't think of anything else i've seen like it where it's insisting on showing you all this shit but just nothing's happening we'll bring it back to to the newer stranger things where and this is i think this is a bad idea but it is what it is They've taken it outside of the main town of Hawkins and now there's subplots going on in fucking Russia and you got people in California and you've got people in Indiana. But when they're whipping around to those places, there are interesting characters and things happening instead of here's Lisa trying on a dress. Here's Megabyte talking to his mother about baton twirling. Like, just get to the <laughs> fucking point of this. Just get to the point.
1: This I feel like the pacing of the show is what the inside of my brain looks like.
0: Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: I'm going to hyper fixate on this one weird thing for like 27 hours. And then I'm going to flick over here and there's going to be something else not of consequence that I'm going to get real mad about. And then in 20 minutes, I'm going to get real mad about something over there. And then I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like.
0: I do know what you mean. Yeah. 100%. So they get to Megabyte's house. This is Kevin and Megabyte. And it's this big mansion. And Megabyte explains that it's not his dad's. Or I'm sorry that it's not that their house; it's that his dad has a very particular job.
1: My dad works for the U.S. Embassy here. Whoa, your dad's an ambassador? No, just some science attaché.
0: Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Does his dad work for the nefarious government group that is hunting the Tomorrow People down?
1: He is attached to it, but <laughs> attaché to it, perhaps attaché. Mm-hmm. But he's like one of their allies.
0: Okay. Because I just assumed... It's really important, Okay, yeah. yeah, I just assumed that he was, like, the bad colonel.
1: He's not the bad colonel.
0: Interesting. Well, folks, if you liked hearing about Lisa put on her dress, as I mentioned, Megabyte talks to his mom.
2: Um, yeah. Okay.
0: So, the point of that was that Kevin's going to sleep over Megabyte's house. That scene took nine minutes. (laughs) Now, we whip back to Lisa's apartment, where, you know what? They're still trying on this fucking dress. But now Lisa's putting on a coat. And the lighting of the scene would suggest that it looks like a nice sunny day out. Nice and warm. Why would she need to be wearing this coat? Lisa's mom asked the same question.
1: Mother, this coat isn't to protect me from the rain or cold, but from shame and derision.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> it's exactly how every 16-year-old girl talks to her mother.
0: It's like this. Picture yourself as a chef at a really big restaurant. Okay. Right. A guy from McDonald's walks in. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's he's talented, but like the, he knows how to cook hamburgers. You're not going to ask the hamburger guy to deliver the beef wellington. <laughs> and I guess I'm not saying that this script is beef wellington, but why are you giving a bad actress lines <laughs> like that to deliver? <laughs> Words that nobody would ever say.
1: I looked online. For information about did she have a really great performance and then when like for her audition and then when she got there, like things fell apart, or did the person who was supposed to play Lisa get the measles? Like, how did this happen? It's a great question. And I I didn't get any actual information about it.
0: Well, thanks for trying.
1: I tried, but there's something wrong. The delivery is very middle school, we're going to do the Wizard of Oz for the community theater kind Mm -hmm. of a situation. And so maybe like she really delivered during the auditions. That's what I want to believe. And I think there's a reason why she got written out of the script with no further information or explanation at all within the plot and replaced.
0: Would you compare the actress who plays Lisa, Kristen Ariza, to Carl Malone, NBA Hall of Famer, the mailman he always delivered? No. Would you compare him to the modern-day USPS, uh, which occasionally delivers?
1: I mean, I like the way she said the word derision, because when I was 16, I wish that I could have spoken to my mom with that much confidence. Absolutely.
0: Back to Kevin's in in Megabytes. Time to jump! (laughs) Where they're playing a card-guessing game, like, hey, guess what I'm holding? And this scene's really weird, because it felt like there was something missing. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to the conversation they have in a minute. But it's clear that Megabyte suspects that something is going on with Kevin. Because why else would these kids be playing this game? Right. Kevin guesses all the cards. He guesses that there's like a three on a car. Megabyte's like, you have ESP. This proves it. Which it doesn't. But here's the reaction.
2: Maybe it's you. What? Maybe you're the one transmitting
1: thoughts into my head. Get out of my brain. Don't be a geek. I wish I could, but I can't. It's you, Kevin. You've got ESP. I don't
2: want ESP. I don't want any of this. I just want to be normal.
0: <laughs> it's spoiler. I found this out when I was doing my show prep. Megabyte has powers too.
1: He doesn't have them yet though.
0: I know, but like what are the odds? There's like four main people that, that have these powers in the world and two of them just were, were pals.
1: There's magnetism. That's then. an interesting They're drawn to each other. That also comes up in the the 2013 reboot. Where people are like, they're drawn to one another, the tomorrow people.
0: How are they drawn to one another?
1: Because they're the next stage in human evolution. But what does
0: that mean? That's the, no, I disagree. It's like, <laughs> all right, so if you... I reject this premise.
1: If you're on a college campus as a student, right? Okay. You're going to encounter a lot of people that you don't have things in common with, and then you're going to find people who you do have things in common with, and mm-hmm. those people are the ones you're going to spend time with. And whether it's an interest in something specific and both of you know exactly what it is that you have in common and you're drawn to, Mm -hmm. that's one thing. But then sometimes it's like, oh, I want to spend time with this person and I'm not really sure what it is about them that's making me feel that way, but I want to. And also aliens. Lust. That's the more important part is the aliens. Sexual magnetism. I mean, Adam does have that weird... Oh, no, that's in a different episode. Never mind. Adam has a weird condom? Comment. Okay. Because when
0: <laughs> you gotta we, when Lisa
1: when Lisa and Adam meet each other finally, he is doing the ESP like he talks to her without moving his mouth, and she's like, "What did you say?" And he goes, "I was just thinking that you look better in my clothes than I do."
0: <laughs> Does he say it like that? You were looking better than I do in my clothes. That's not ESP though.
1: He's is Australian, isn't so it ESP? It sound like
0: oh, that. so he's like, "Hey, Mike. yeah, you took me clothes off the boomerang, no, and you put it on the Bobby. no, now I'm gonna skew you."
1: That is ESP, by the way. That's
0: like a That was a Dave joke. That was a good joke. Yeah. Wow. Is the implication that my jokes are bad? No, I was saying. That's say- ESP.
1: I was saying that you did a good job of channeling Dave for that joke. That's what I'm saying. Boy,
0: I'm Dave. I'm from Melbourne. <laughs> you know he's tried to hide it for this long? Anyway,
1: hey, what are he's we talking about? He's been successful to this point.
0: I'm talking about these, these fucking kids. Oh.
1: ESP. We
0: zip back to the talent contest. Here we go. Where they get out of a cab and Lisa sees her friend Sammy, who's not competing. She's, She's a, a dance big coach. bitch. And then we zip back to Kevin, where they're playing a Nintendo game of undetermined origin. And I was trying to figure out what game it was, but they don't give you enough context clues.
1: Oh, I was gonna ask if you figured it out.
0: Megabyte is wowed at the graphics, which in nineteen ninety two This SNES was out. You're not gonna be wowed by NES graphics, I'm just saying. Hmm. And he mentions having to get ninety thousand points to get to level ten. I'm sure it was Galaga or something. Galaga's a fine game. I don't have anything against Galaga.
1: How are the graphics?
0: On the NES? Probably piss fucking poor. All right. These kids didn't know what they had. So all of a sudden, Kevin's like, oh, I want to go to bed. And he makes a shocking admission. Good night.
2: Megabyte, I'm sorry. You're right. I can read people's minds. I've always been able to do it.
0: Oh, (laughs) okay. Say
1: what?
0: Now, here's the thing that's interesting. The way that the internet presented the tomorrow people to me in my exhaustive research Mm -hmm. is that these powers seem to come when they hit puberty, right? Mm -hmm. So you become a man or woman flowered and then you can zap around the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. But here, Kevin seems like he's always been able to do it. Is he an anomaly?
1: Well, we never find out because he goes comatose and then in theory dies before we learn. That's a
0: great point. Here's a question for you, Shailen. Yeah. You claim that all these people are the next stage of human evolution. Yeah. You're up there on your fucking high horse about it. What are the odds that the next stage of human evolution Uh would be a bunch of people from completely different backgrounds and parentage coming up with the exact same powers?
1: Well, if the person or group working toward the next stage of human evolution Uh is trying to create a TV show that can be marketed in many countries, then the, the, the percentage is high. Do you ever
0: meet aliens on this show?
1: The ship itself communicates it, with them and is oh, an alien.
0: What? The ship's an alien? Yeah. So no ALF? There's no ALF. Another strike against the Tomorrow People. Back to the talent show. <laughs> Here's Lisa's mom.
2: Now, Lisa, you can think about is what your teenage friends are going to think. <sighs> when I've gone to a lot of trouble getting you this wonderful opportunity, I mean, to perform for a real
1: Hollywood producer. Well, then, baby, I just don't know what I can do for you next.
0: I don't think the mom ever acted before either.
1: Lisa's mom sucks. She is the most 90s parent. Think about what I've done for you, child. Yeah. Be grateful because I feed you peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I'm going to exploit you. It's
0: a show about parenting.
1: Say thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of absentee parents in this TV show.
0: Oh, great point, Shaylin. Notch that one on the board. Putting it up. So this is where Lisa gets to scout her competition, which is... A dance troupe of children who are wearing Mark Twain wigs for some reason. They, they just they look like Samuel Clemens.
1: And they're and I know it
0: said weason instead of reason. It's the tequila. I'm also nervous. I it's think it's a different kind of episode.
1: Their age also seems important. It's uh, about relationships. They're they're much younger than her yes. and they tap dance.
0: Yeah, so it seems like she has an unfair advantage in this talent contest and that she's more mature emotionally, physically, and should be able to to stomp the floor with these kids. You would think that. Mm-hmm. You'd be wrong. So we see a guy in a blue shiny jacket and a cowboy hat. And this may be the weirdest character of all. (laughs) I don't know if this is the Hollywood producer, you know, if this is the kid stays in the picture or if this is just the host. But here's how he introduces Lisa. Oh, and also talks about the, the little girls. Yeah. And they're so darling, too. Off you go, ladies. Their costumes were made by their moms. Isn't that terrific? And now we have a wonderful young singer with a wonderful young voice. Here is the wonderful young Lisa Davis.
1: He's the MC, but he comes off as the very creepy version of the host of Miss America, and I can't figure out why inside that brick building with no windows he mm-hmm. would be like that. I don't like him. In a dark room with no room. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Just like that. So Lisa stumbles out on stage. And this is the most interesting five seconds of the episode. So she stumbles out there as if she was shoved and then looks like she's going to shit herself and everything goes into slow motion. So you see a guy who looks like Dietrich Bader holding a, a video <laughs> camera and you see her friend Sammy and the judges and she's stumbling with the microphone. And then all of a sudden she just zaps out of the room. And for a moment, everybody looks around confused. The, the Dietrich Bader looking guy, like, he looks quizzically down at his video camera, like, w- what? And then everybody just starts applauding politely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay,
1: <laughs> all right. They think that her talent for the talent show is that she's a magician who can just literally disappear. Mm-hmm. It's delightful.
0: So is in the ocean, the same ocean, we think, where we just saw Adam. And she's fine. Yeah, She's swimming along. But Kevin has this dream and assumes that she's in grave danger. Even though she seems fine. She's just swimming in the ocean. So he has the sweat dream. He wakes up screaming. And then he zaps. And he's also in the ocean. And then Lisa has to save him. So I guess they're really not that close to shore mm-hmm. when they zap there. Like, okay, God, I can't believe it. Why are they zapping there?
1: Okay, so... First, I, I want to backtrack very, very slightly. No. He's sensing her distress. It's not that she was in the ocean and drowning. Oh, it's okay. that she was distressed on the stage, and that's what mm-hmm. he's sensing. Okay. So that's why he feels that. The reason that they're being zapped there is because that's where the ship is. It draws all of them.
0: But shouldn't it deposit it, them on the beach?
1: It does not triangulate well. Apparently,
0: because um, like it seems like Adam... Should have died. He was unconscious, and he
1: can't swim, uh, which is an important.
0: Well, plot. I'm talking about Kevin. No, that's Kevin who. Can't oh, swim. Adam. Adam. He's just face down in the waves.
1: Yeah. So they bring up in later in the series that before the earthquakes and stuff mm-hmm. messed up the South Pacific, the island was part of a greater landmass. So uh, there being Pangia.
0: A veritable Pangea.
1: Not quite, uh, but like... Uh, Hashtag a veritable Pangea. There's enough of the spaceship and its debris, like the energy field is bringing them to that general area. So if there hadn't been earthquakes area, then it would have been safer for them. And then what I really loved about this series is that they were not afraid, like overall, overarching. And when I say I loved it, I don't mean like the plot and like watching it. What I love is the decision-making where they were like, hey, you know what? This ocean shit not going to fly. Let's uh, let's write it out now when they're going to be in the ship. We're going to do an establishing shot of like footage we already did mm-hmm. of just the outside. And now they're inside because the ocean is boring and it takes too long. Similarly, when they were like, oh, wow, Lisa can't act. And then suddenly she disappeared.
0: I should note at this point, too, that I was watching on YouTube at 1.5 speed and this still felt insanely slow. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so now Lisa and Kevin are both in the ocean Lisa has to drag him to shore, and here's their momentous first conversation.
1: We've never met before. So how come I know you? Lisa, is this a dream? Well, if it's a dream, I've had enough. Slap me. What?
0: So then they banter for like an hour about whose dream it is, and then then she just slaps Kevin back into England.
1: Like this. Ah! No! her scream might be why she got hired
0: it's so that scream is so funny like i i'm assuming she thinks she just killed this little kid yeah but then she's just walking around the beach five seconds later no problem whatsoever she's not disturbed it's all good
1: it's a weird nightmare why not
0: anyway back to the talent contest somehow <laughs> where we meet the shady government guys and so you have an English guy who's named like Professor Gott, mm-hmm. and you have Colonel Masters. And it, like it's just they put no effort into this. Professor Gott, for some reason, is dressed up like fucking Sherlock Holmes. That's correct. And Colonel Masters is just, you know, he's like a government guy in a bad suit. It just, fuck. Let's meet these guys. Hello there. Galt's the name. Professor John Galt, British Scientific Intelligence Service. I'm looking for a Colonel Masters. I'm Colonel Masters. USSIA. Well, because it, <laughs> okay,
1: it's an American show, so it's God and Master.
0: It's actually not. I think it's Canadian, but.
1: Okay, but it's still supposed to sound like they're saying God and Master. God and, and Master? What is, why would
0: that have to be American?
1: No, like, I think the accent is supposed to sound like that in your ear. I think that's with intent that, like, his last name is, like, slightly less perceptible. Oh,
0: I think that you have really. You're talking about step five. Now you're like step 50. I don't know why you would think that.
1: I thought it was supposed to be like they're controlling everything. So they're trying to be like God and master.
0: No, I think that those were just names. Okay.
1: <laughs> I trust you.
0: I like how much thought you put into that. But no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Do you think that God and masters were lovers? No. Maybe we'll take your metaphor further.
1: I don't think so. It's about sexuality. I don't think this part is about sexuality. It's a show about relationships. I do think the wet dream might have a, an argument there, but yeah. I don't think that the got It Masters. You betcha.
0: basically says that they killed somebody. They're trying to catch the tomorrow people because they come back to where they started.
1: And he accidentally killed one, turned one into actual dust. Mm-hmm. And that I thought ba- it was goo. Oh, was it goo? Mm-hmm. All I know is that they electrified him to the point that he didn't exist anymore. Mm hmm. And they're in the process of setting up the exact same trap for Lisa, but with slightly less voltage. And let me tell you that even in my 30s, I still sometimes have nightmares about showing up somewhere and just being electrocuted that way. Not good. Hmm. Not good. Speaking of go. Let's hear about it.
0: Let's go back to Kevin and Megabyte. So actually, no. God, see, this is the problem with the pacing of the show. We go back to the beach with Lisa.
1: We're on the beach. And
0: <laughs> so she finds a campsite. Mm-hmm. And we're going to assume this is Adam's campsite. That's correct. I don't know where he got a tent. Maybe he got it inside the ship. But there's a clothesline set up with clothes. Yeah. And Lisa's wearing this dress that she does not like. She's she, the shame and derision. She hates it. And she takes the clothes. And spoiler, they fit her perfectly. Kind of. They fit yeah, her well enough. Kind of. So anyway, now back to Kevin and Megabyte finally. And Kevin's explaining like, I was in the ocean, and Lisa was there, and we made out. No. And and Megabyte seems confused, and then Kevin says, look, look at this welt. She slapped me. I didn't slap myself. And the Megabyte had my hashtag line of the show. Whoa, that's not your handprint. True enough, Megabyte. And then (laughs) Kevin starts talking. His mom thought he was a witch? Yes. So he bought a broomstick and jumped off the roof that's correct what the fuck was this
1: i think that it was supposed to establish character that he never de- doesn't quite fit in and his mom thought that he was weird and then he realized that oh even though i'm weird i'm not the thing my mom said okay. so it's supposed to establish like distrust in the in the grown-ups okay that's continuous throughout the whole series mm. like oh this grown-up says this thing and the grown-up is wrong and that's why it's important that like. Lisa's mom's kind of an asshole and megabytes dad is absentee and his mom doesn't give a shit like that all of that that establishes things it sure does because they're the next stage in human, human evolution. evolution of course yeah
0: they all have the same problems so it's yeah. just just like human evolution we all just run into the same problem
1: well no we have problems in one generation absentee shitty parents and then we solve them by being able to teleport. We don't need to ride anymore.
0: I have been told that we can solve the problem simply by going out and voting. Is that not true?
1: I mean, if voting worked, it'd be illegal.
0: So back to Lisa on the beach, she also falls in. She defies gravity by falling into the same whole thing that Adam had fallen it into. Sucks her in. It's a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And she goes on the slide ride. Now back to Kevin and in bike And Kevin. Is complaining about maple syrup on things. So it's not mentioned here, but Megabytes from Vermont, which is really the home of maple syrup. A delicious, perfect condiment for all your breakfast foods.
1: And some non-breakfast foods. That's right.
0: Kevin complains about having syrup on bacon. It's sweet and savory, you uncultured fuck. Kevin's wrong. Kevin's wrong. So I guess he's not that evolved after all.
1: And that's why he deserved whatever got him.
0: He's out here having his constant wet dreams.
1: Exceptionally exceptionally wet dreams.
0: Exceptionally wet dreams. So then they have this weird conversation about Megabyte's dad.
1: Didn't he come home last night?
0: No, he probably slept at the office. He does that when he works late. Sometimes he doesn't come home all week. You
2: miss him, don't you? You get used to it.
0: (laughs) It's good that you said that the dad shows up and he's like a, an ally mm-hmm. because I could see this show's writing being so fucking tepid and pointless that that's just never resolved. Like, yeah, eh, I don't know. Fucking whatever. Just feed him sugar. So then they're talking about experimenting on Kevin, but they're going to split the Nobel prize, like just friends bantering.
1: Yeah. But they say noble over and over instead of Nobel. Oh, that's correct.
0: It's different in Canada.
1: It's a Nobel prize. So
0: then who do they run into with bulk and skull? Cause it's the same route. So they run on the bus, and I noticed, oh, everybody's wearing the same clothes as the day before. Maybe acceptable for Megabyte and Kevin, even though Kevin would therefore be wearing a dirty uniform, but no problem. But Bulk and Skull are wearing the same clothes. Like, Bulk still looks like he's been stuffed with pillows. Michelin mitt. I did check because I'm an asshole and a loser. I was like, is it the same people on the bus in the same positions? But no, it's not.
1: (laughs) They moved them around. They did. See, they had some technique.
0: So... These guys have been getting tormented by these kids for days, weeks, months. How do they get him back? Bulk grabs Kevin and just lightly taps his head on the roof of the bus a few times. And then Kevin disappears. That's correct. (laughs) Here's Megabyte, the last line of the show.
1: What'd you do with him? What'd you do with Kev? Kev! Kevin!
0: (laughs) And then they cut to Kevin, who's back in the ocean. He can't swim. And he's tangled up in seaweed.
1: It's true. The Uh-oh. seaweed is really problematic.
0: Uh-oh. Bad times for Kevin.
1: I'm going to just spoil the next episode uh, of this series. And please do. has a, I think it was like 85 or 122nd synopsis to catch you up if you missed the first episode. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, we could have only watched that because it has all the important parts. And then it flashes to Kevin returns from the ocean, carrying the seaweed, and he wraps the bullies up in it.
0: No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. And then, no, that's not true. And
1: then he and Megabyte run Kevin away. Kevin is
0: a, a conservatively a quarter of Bulk's size.
1: But when he flashes in, he had been being held up, and he returns to the the exact same spot. So he's being held up at the height of the taller bully.
0: And he is, he and so he like, his wits about him
1: to do that. He doesn't. It's not like a cartoon where he ties them up. He just like tosses the leaves onto them, and then he and Megabyte run <laughs> off the bus and hide,
0: as if it's a net.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Is the implication here that Bulk and Skull are going to be following these guys around for I don't know the rest of their lives? I think so,
1: or until they feel like some sort of whatever. But the, the
0: scales have been balanced.
1: Yes, and that becomes a, it becomes a major plot point because everybody on the bus is like, "Where the fuck did that kid go? And how did he come back?" And you're then telling me, sister, Colonel God or whatever his name is has to come back to the UK.
0: Colonel God, yeah. That is the tomorrow people show it to a child.
1: Yes. It has terrible acting, but it's very relatable and it goes so slow that you don't have to answer too many questions. Okay.
0: I'm going to say yes, because it lays out puberty and the birds and the bees pretty clearly and it saves adults having to have the talk.
1: Exactly. The next stage of human evolution, Ben. It's
0: a show about parenting. And we'll go with, oh Christ, I don't know, fucking one to five real Hollywood producers?
1: Uh, 4.5 <laughs> real Hollywood producers. It gets two points for me for nostalgia. It gets half a point because of how much you hate it. And I think it's funny, in spite of the fact that I've talked about this show and quoted the show for like over a decade around you and you didn't even notice, apparently. And two, because it's a show and it exists, Ben. Plus that slap and bass. This
0: gets a quarter for me. (laughs) This is so fucking (laughs) dreadful and awful. It had nary a redeeming quality. There wasn't anything interesting to look at. The synth music was boring after about 15 seconds. The idea is literally a ripoff of X-Men, but much worse. The acting was astonishingly terrible. The script was astonishingly terrible, especially considering it's a fucking reboot of a show that the guy had done before. Maybe this almost gets into negative territory because of that. This guy had built a successful show using this exact same concept. And this was the first episode of the reboot. You know, you like you had a chance to take learnings from the past and apply them and do it.
1: But I think that what they, so the failing came from number one, completely different script writing team. Right? Like he had the Nickelodeon team and he, not. He wrote
0: the episode. Yeah. He's the credited writer for the episode. And
1: we all know how it went when George Lucas didn't have anyone to yeah. check him. Yeah. We
0: did. It, yeah, poorly. we do know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I think that they just, Nickelodeon entrusted this one person when it was really a collaborative effort to make the other series really successful. Um, also, imp- I wanna I want to add. Please do. Man, I wish I could teleport. Holy shit. Life would be so much better.
0: What if you could teleport into a suit of pillows that you would use to fight bull- uh, no, fight kids that you were bullying?
1: If I could bully kids and never have any consequence because I was stuffed full of pillows and also they would disappear immediately into the ocean, mm-hmm. I still probably wouldn't do
0: it. Mm, interesting. Probably. Now, before we get into our game, it's time for a patented hashtag, Lover's Break. Oh. That lover's break was brought to you by new limited edition Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero Sugar. The tangy flavor you enjoy from Taco Bell. Enjoy it with tequila. Enjoy it on the rocks. But drink it cold. Because when it gets warm. <laughs> that's a bell you don't want wrong. That's Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero Sugar available at your local grocer. Now, we're back for a game. And like the rest of this episode... Uh-huh. It's a chance for intimacy. You know, we can we can touch things a little differently.
1: Oh, you're not touching anything during the game.
0: That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Fresh off the lovers' break.
1: All right. We're going to play a game of this or that. Superpower edition. Okay. So, we're going to I'm going to name I'm going to give you two options for superpowers. And you will say if you had to choose between those two superpowers, which one would you want and Mm -hmm. why? And then I will tell you why you're right or wrong. Everybody wins. All right. Would you rather have the superpower? (laughs) So Actually,
0: it's a game of would you rather. It's not a game of this or that at all. Yeah, that's true. Because this or that would imply a right or wrong answer.
1: There are right and wrong answers. I will it's tell you what's right and what's wrong. No, it's it's very much objective in the eye of my beholder, which is still subjective. It doesn't matter. Ben, mm-hmm. would you rather have the ability to heal people or to mimic anything about people?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: now, you're not shape-shifting. You're only mimicking. I'm only a mimic? That's correct.
0: That's lame. If it was shape that would be different. I guess heal people.
1: Okay. I guess that makes sense because I agree that only being able to mimic is really dumb. (laughs) Then you're just an impressionist and then you can't really make money as a comedian that way because nobody makes money that way.
0: What commentary?
1: All right. Would you rather Mm -hmm. have the power to become invisible or be invulnerable to all things?
0: Including disease or just external factors?
1: External factors.
0: Oh, invisible. Not even close.
1: What if you can't control being invisible? It just sometimes happens.
0: That would be fun. Okay.
1: I guess that's fair. Personally, I would like it if I could, I don't know, for example, fall on my face and uh, not have any injury. Mm-hmm. But I'm very clumsy, so.
0: I mean, we're all going to die anyway, so invulnerability doesn't really protect that. <laughs>
1: That's true. What would you do if you could be invisible? Oh man.
0: I would just be in the strangest of places.
1: Give me an example.
0: Um, let's see. The Patriots locker room.
1: Weird. All right. I'm
0: quietly masturbating.
1: <laughs> would you rather uh-huh. have super strength mm-hmm. or super endurance?
0: Just super endurance. Yeah. So like I could walk for 200 miles. That's correct. Yeah, I'm gonna go with super strength on that one.
1: That's a wise choice. Super endurance
0: doesn't seem to have any usefulness other than like you could just do things, but you're not doing them any better than you do them <laughs> now.
1: But like you wouldn't, you could watch all of Star Trek without taking a break.
0: Yeah, but life doesn't work that way. It doesn't have to do my my breaks with Star Trek have very little to do with endurance and everything to do with just oh, I guess I got to work.
1: Interesting. So you could be awake for like three weeks. Sure. All right. Would you rather be able to breathe underwater mm-hmm. or have night vision?
0: Night vision. I don't like swimming. Okay. What would it breathe underwater. For, for To what end? That's <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> what am I going to go live with the shark? Like,
1: Well, because you might suddenly discover that you have powers and you're drawn to a strange alien ship off the South Pacific Island of... <laughs>
0: But I wouldn't have to breathe underwater to get there.
1: What if you were asleep when you got there? Like Kev.
0: He wasn't asleep. He
1: was kind of asleep. He wasn't. He was wide awake.
0: He was moaning from his wet dream.
1: <laughs> Ew. All right. Would you rather be able to time travel or have telepathy?
0: Telepathy is the mind reading one. Mm-hmm. Uh time travel. Why? Uh telepathy. Not good for uh, somebody with anxiety issues? Fair. (laughs) (laughs) When you assume that everybody is thinking badly of you at all times, that's fine. But if you have that confirmed, oh my God, what a a weight. (laughs) (laughs) What a responsibility.
1: See, for listeners who don't know what you look like, I feel like time travel is easier on white dudes than it is on other groups of people Uh,
0: yeah i know this is my privilege showing absolutely
1: i'm not saying it's your privilege showing i'm just saying that like it'll probably go better for you than it would be for me if the
0: purpose of your little game here was to paint me to a corner
1: no it wasn't i'm saying that if i it's
0: a convenient side effect
1: no for example if if went back in time to salem massachusetts in the 1600s like in that episode of ghostbusters Mm -hmm. i would be burned at the stake immediately but you would have a couple minutes to defend yourself here's the thing
0: if i were you uh-huh. I wouldn't put myself into that kind of situation. That's probably
1: smart. Yeah. Who said you could control your time travel? All I said was you would travel in time.
0: <laughs> oh, so it's like Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, actually, that would be awesome. I would love to be Quantum Leap.
1: Mm-hmm. Are they rebooting that show? Constantly. But is there a new version of it actually coming out? I Did know. I read that?
0: CBS has new versions of every show. I think the Magnum PI, there are nobody, nothing is safe. Nothing
1: is safe. All right, would you rather be able to understand but not speak any language or have super speed? Super speed. Why? (laughs) Djangoism. I'm not examining that further, that was funny. okay, no,
0: no, because if you can understand it and can't speak it, then what the fuck is the point?
1: Because you could read anything you wanted.
0: What am I not able to read now?
1: Original translations of many texts. You could mess up Wikipedia so much if you could read every language. I've
0: grown past that. Superspeed is the clear and obvious answer.
1: Okay, fair. All right. Precognition. You know what's going to come. you could
0: be a precog? They ended up in those shallow pools of water.
1: Or you can control the weather.
0: No, I would want to be Minority Report.
1: Okay. I disagree. I think knowing what was coming would stress me out so much because I can't Look, time you travel. you stop it. Can you, though?
0: Yeah. That's what Minority Report was all about. But then they couldn't stop everything. Yeah, but there was corruption involved. They they knew what they were doing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: They had it all figured out.
1: Echo location or wall climbing?
0: Echo location? Yeah. Like a bat?
1: Yeah. You could be out in the yard and find anything you were looking for by going, eh! Like a dolphin?
0: No, wall climbing. I no, no, I take it back because I don't like heights. The stupid bat thing. That's really a battle of two lame-o powers.
1: Do you think that if you are able to climb walls and you know that you can do it safely and reliably, your fear of heights goes away?
0: No, because what if you fell off the top of something? You can't just like catch a wall.
1: Can't you? No. Okay.
0: What if you get pushed off a building and you're just free-falling? There's a building 10 feet away. You can't like... Reach it.
1: I'm trying to like strain my body to see if I can move it through space, even though I know that's not. Well, a when game. you're
0: sitting, it doesn't really work the same, but. You're right. Yeah. All right. What is the name of this game?
1: Would you rather? Superpower Edition? I
0: thought it was called This or That Superpower Edition.
1: This or that. Would you rather? Mm. Would you rather this or that? Oh. Would you rather Fuck. have the ability to manipulate time like Zach Morris in theory or have immortality?
0: Hmm. Uh, stop time.
1: See, I, I tend to agree with you, unless immortality comes with the ability to like pull the pin when you're done.
0: Oh, like Nicholas Flamel. That's correct. Mm, no, I disagree. It's it's time stopping because you can make people do funny things.
1: Not just time stopping, time manipulation. You can slow it down. You can speed it up. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to me about tomorrow, people, you could just hit fast forward. Oh, man, I
0: could have fast forwarded this whole recording. Yeah. But then who would fill the dead air? It would be you talking about like pillow, well, no, pillow you, fighting or whatever. You get to
1: actively participate while the time is moving faster. Hmm. That's just coming, becoming more and more appealing to me. It's a honestly. rich tapestry.
0: Now, mind you when I said you could do funny things to people, I don't mean like weird fucking sex things, you perverts. I mean like you could make people like pick their own nose.
1: Yeah, like in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie where they Sonic messes up the the bar fight with the cowboys.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. You sick fucks.
1: All right. Would you rather have... (laughs) How many many are there? (laughs) I have two more. Super agility, which would be beneficial in my life as a clumsy person, or the ability to talk to animals and they understand you but you can't no
0: agility not even a question really what the fuck am i going to talk to animals about it's so much them- more fun assuming that like oh i'm a dog like that that's so much better than anything you're going to get from them
1: no i disagree i want to know if an animal is hungry or has to pee or wants water or is trying to warn me that there's a squirrel in the attic i want to know that shit and how with the squirrel to be around in a place where I can be like, "Hey, homie, you're not welcome in my attic."
0: No, because think about it. You can't control that. Like, so listeners won't know this. We have a fucking actually, you will know because you hear nails clicking every fucking episode. This big dumbass dog, and she's very sweet.
1: She's currently snuggled up on my toes. Yeah,
0: she's very sweet, but she just will like flip out. So the idea of just hearing the dog like going, "Whoop, whoop, whoop, whoop!" whoop somebody there. Like that. That sucks. No, but <laughs> it sucks. It's
1: not that you understand them. It's that you can communicate. But that means so I can, I could be able to say, like, hey, that delivery man is not trying to kill the family. You can be calm right now. And then she'd be like, all right, thanks for letting me know. And then curl up on the couch. So you can talk to
0: animals and it's a one way street? That's even worse. No,
1: they can talk back. That's what I'm saying. They, she could be like, no, I'm really worried. And I'd be like, listen, I'm way older than you. You're not like
0: a soothsayer, you're not making people feel better. For example, you can understand a child. But anything you say to a child, it's not going to be immediately like that person's right. No, that that shit sucks. I don't want to fucking emotionally negotiate with a dog. I don't know that
1: the dogs are smart enough. I just go Fido down. <laughs> Fido. All right, last one. Would you rather have mind control powers mm-hmm. or the ability to fly?
0: Fly, I think. Oh, mind great. control is it's too feels much. creepy. Asked me two years ago, baby. I'm all over it, but these days, it's, it's not not acceptable.
1: It's too much responsibility. In my mind.
0: Or you can shirk all responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you turn in that report by five. And you start winking at people and they start doing it.
1: Although being a Jedi would be cool.
0: Do that, Jenkins.
1: Yeah, Jenkins. All right. Well, thank you for playing this Would You Rather This or That Superpower Edition. When Dave comes back for our next recording, we should ask him, and I'm going to ask you... All of those questions. No, not all of them. I wanna know telekinesis or ESP or teleportation. You have to decide between the three.
0: Whoa. That's a
1: put a pin in that big
0: league tease.
1: Put a pin in that.
0: Whoa. You're gonna have to remember that one.
1: Unlikely, Ben, but we'll try.
0: Well you have to now. Set a little reminder on your phone. Doing it. Onto the mailbag. With everything in this wonderful world being reboots or sequels or requels or C-boots, you've been given the power to save one single franchise just as it is. What do you choose? Sincerely, Fritz Omaha. Thanks, Fritz.
1: So, saving it means?
0: Locked in the vault. The Disney vault. Forever.
1: I don't understand because locked in the vault sounds like it's ended, and now we're just protecting it. Yes, so it exactly. means it will never be rebooted. Yes. Oh, that's different than the question. You have been I given the power
0: to save one single franchise, just as it is. <laughs> so save meaning no futzing with it. All right, ready. <laughs> what question did you think you were being asked? No, I'm more interested in this other question.
1: What I thought you were saying is like you you save it as it is, but it keeps going.
0: No. <laughs> No that no, that's still picking it up. Moving, it. no. It's done. Just leave it alone.
1: One show or movie, frozen in time, perfectly, with no one allowed to touch doesn't it. It
0: doesn't have to be a show or movie. You could say the Kathy comic strip if you wanted. Huh. Tempting as they may be.
1: This is a really hard question as a person who likes to study how things it, move from text to film to really screen. It really isn't,
0: because there's really only one correct answer, and that, of course, is Back to the Future. Back to the Future, I'm sure, will be rebooted the day, like Zemeckis dies or Bob Gale, whoever controls those rights. But there should never be a Bat to the Future. There shouldn't be like a fucking peacock, new blood version of Bat to the Future. There shouldn't be a version with like kids or... They're they're going even further because we're past 2015. No. You had the movies. You had the shitty cartoon. You had the crazy theme park ride, a bad video game, all you need. Zip it up.
1: And the good board game.
0: And the good board game and, and blow it out your ass.
1: Oh, boy. So, number one. You're right, it's perfect, except for all of the really offensive parts, which at the time were not offensive. Oh, my
0: God. Was that really necessary?
1: I'm just saying that you're right. Oh, my God. That, with caveat.
0: You know, we've been accused in the past of being too woke, and I think you just fucking proved the point. Just It's back to the future. Leave it alone. We don't have to fucking quantify it. Because I don't anything. want to think
1: about the mom sexing with her son. Oh it freaks Christ me out.
0: Christ almighty. That part's gross. Just answer the fucking question. <laughs>
1: There's so many options. Like, if I can, I stop mid series? Like, can I say The Office at the end of season three? No,
0: what exists exists. You can't, you can't. Damn go it. Back. That's why you can't say Ghostbusters either.
1: That's rough because I would have said Ghostbusters before the new ones. Because it's really good.
0: Are any option We'll do Dawson's Creek.
1: No, that's terrible. Uh, Coach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Coach is pretty good. I like Coach. Um, Shit, there's already like spinoffs of things that I would say.
0: We have a hard four-hour recording limit here. Oh, my fucking God. I'm just
1: going to go ahead and agree with Ben.
0: No, I, no, not, not allowable. Why
1: can't I allow... Why is that unallowable? Not
0: allowable. This is not a consensus show. We need opinions.
1: <sighs> but everything's already been ruined. All the things that I want to freeze in time and keep in a... You know what? I'm wrong. 30 Rock. Okay the series finale of 30 rock is arguably the most perfect way to end a series because it gives you hope of what the future of the characters can become mm. without like exploring too much. And there's like a lot of weird zany shit and you don't have to stress about it and rebooting it with current jokes. It's never going to be as interesting or as funny because they're always going to be trying to imitate the same people doing the same jokes.
0: Mm. It's deep. That's where I'm going. For this time of the night. Well, we got there.
1: Also, back to the future.
0: Took a long time. Took a long time. Well, thanks, Fritz. If you want um, just deep contemplative answers to some of life's greatest questions about relationships, finance, politics, sex, hit us up, email at watchbotspod.com. And now, it's time for our newest segment runaway hit people have been talking about it up and down the internet highway mm-hmm. it's time for a moment of Ben
1: when am I allowed to intervene
0: you know I've been watching a lot of Star Trek lately I discovered that my Paramount Plus membership that I had canceled I've canceled it I have confirmation is still running and I probably shouldn't say that on the internet because Big Paramount's going to come for me but I've taken the opportunity to start watching a lot of Star Trek and watching next generation which is great but it's got some some low points that's the thing about star trek that's why that's not the perfect franchise it's got the high points but it's got the low points like when the crew of the enterprise meets the space irish people <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and they have goats and stuff but we also watch star trek 5 the final frontier a movie i've not seen in, in many years it's fucking terrible and it saddens me shalen That that's the second to last time that the original Enterprise crew got together was for a movie about Spock's never-before-mentioned brother. That's bullshit, where they meet God? That's bullshit.
1: What does God need a starship
0: for? Mm -hmm. But the good news is that I bought the pack of Star Trek wines. uh, Reviews forthcoming. Really? (laughs) this very fine program. Did you really do
2: that? Yes, I've chosen this moment to
0: (laughs) tell Shailen that in a moment of... Inebriation. <laughs> bought the six pack of the Star Trek wines. Yes. So a bottle of red.
1: A bottle of Kirk.
0: No, the Kirk uh, whiskey is out of the price range. But anyway, Star Trek is fucking great, and I keep trying to talk people into playing Star Trek online with me, but nobody wants to. Well, you don't want to make the commitment. No. You fucks. I don't. People just want to play these shooting games. Star Trek, enlightenment. It's beautiful. You look like you have something to say. And yep. I can look at you and I can tell I that you want to interject.
1: I, I'm thinking about the concept of time travel and space exploration. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't have wisdom teeth, which puts me already in this category. But Ben, what do you think is the next stage of human evolution?
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Um, there isn't any. We're just on the downslope at this point. We've peaked. Fair uh, also, uh, the ability to make little pizza into big pizza.
1: Do like pizza.
0: Little pizza into big pizza. All right. We're a few years late, but we'll get there. Oops. Also, um, hmm? three eyes. Hmm. Asexual Re- reproduction. That already it's exists. It's show about sexuality. So that's the show. A little different, a little more intimate. A little more... Um, Sensual, some would say.
1: I'm going to start a side project where I just blog about the rest of the series, The Tomorrow People, mm. and also the the reboot and the pre-boot.
0: Three or four hours later, we got to the end of the show. We did it. Next time, we'll be talking about the original, the British version. The, the BBC Tomorrow People. Tomorrow People. Can't wait. We found our niche. It,
2: <laughs> took,
0: it took years, took hundreds of episodes, but we did it. And now it's done. Any final thoughts?
1: Thanks for coming on this journey with me.
0: Well, I run the computer, so I <laughs> there wasn't really a choice.
1: I really hope that other people will get to see this show from my childhood and have opinions about it, and if they don't like it they're wrong.
0: Wow, what high hopes. You know what I hope that you will follow us on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook at Pod, please subscribe rate and review five stars for Shaylin, for Dave who's hanging loose on the west coast this is Mr. Freeze thank you for listening to another episode of WatchBots and to take us out of here Shaylin, you don't have to sing this week we're just going to get the the smooth sounds of Billy Joel's scenes from an Italian restaurant nice That's the next stage of human evolution.
1: William, Joel.
0: Throw you, Joel.